0: Welcome back in, hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. And uh, we are good good to have you. Uh, Glad you're here. A disappointing day yesterday, no doubt. Uh, We were talking uh, all Packers all the time. And then word broke that Craig Council is now the new manager of the Chicago Cubs. And it was... To say that it was uh, a kick to the gut, I think, would be maybe an understatement. And to talk more about it, uh, we got our guy Tim Dillard on the line. And uh, to get his reaction. Tim, how are you doing today?
1: Man, I am doing well. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing great. Um, You know, the one thing that uh, you know I seem to be getting from everybody is when they heard, they were shocked, and it was a gut punch. So give me your reaction when word broke yesterday that Craig (laughs) was going to Chicago.
1: Yeah, I... uh... I was actually looking through uh Twitter and I was actually messaging Stephen Vogt who just got, you know, picked up by the the Guardians, who's telling him congratulations just cuz he's, you know, one of those guys that has one of the best names in the game, right? So right. I was making sure I was hitting him up and then all of a sudden I saw where the news broke. So my reaction probably went something like, oh, and then I went I just started laughing. I mean, it <gasps> it's just I don't know. It it says so much um, it's not like it was a, a, a spur of the moment thing, right? Like uh, I feel like Craig kind of knew what would what would happen, so yeah, he he kind of you know went all in.
0: <laughs> did 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 b Was there any inkling behind the scenes that you said, you know what, uh, you know he's talking to the Mets, talking to the Guardians? There's other managerial jobs open. Dusty just uh, left down in uh, Houston. Were the Cubs on the radar? <laughs> For me, no. I actually told people
1: I was like I'd be the first to say I was wrong. I figured he would stay, so I, I, I'm here. You're the first person I've talked to since, uh, so I'm like, yeah, I'm, I was way wrong. <laughs> I just totally thought he would stay in Milwaukee, but uh, I was way I was way off. But who? who yeah. No, I don't think anybody had the Cubs on the radar. Nobody was looking at a at a team that had a manager that they seemed seemingly happy with, right? So yeah, right. I don't think that was on anyone's radar.
0: So, you know, Mark said last night on his uh, Zoom, you know, meeting that, uh, you know, Craig left and he looked dejected. You know, I I obviously feel that there's this gut punch to the organization in some way, shape or form. But why do you think Craig wanted to leave?
2: Um,
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure he'll have like a press conference or something um, and and address that. But just speculatory. I mean, he, he had a chance to make a bunch of money. And you know one of the first things my dad ever told me, my dad played in the big leagues, he was a coach, and you know I was a free agent minor leaguers just became a free agent what yesterday, and I was a free agent a ton as a minor leaguer uh, but my dad used to say, you know in a person's career, you probably get zero, but maybe you get one chance where you actually have the upper hand to try to to try to do something to try to get a multi year deal to try to make some money uh because the baseball life's you know not always doesn't always go your way so I feel like this was the time in Craig Council's career that he had a chance to, you know, do something. And he did. He chose to do it. So, I don't know. He has he gets a little bit bigger payroll, and um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, he probably just thought, this, was, I, this is what I've done in Milwaukee. What can I do outside of this? Can I build something else?
0: Mm-hmm. Do you, now, where, where does the team go? I mean, uh, obviously the hunt for a new manager comes on. Uh, you know, you would assume like Pat Murphy, if, if Pat doesn't get the job here, then he would probably join Craig down in Chicago. We'll have to wait and see because nothing's been made official yet. But, you know, there's one thing to be said for familiarity. But you tell me as a guy that's been in that clubhouse, does the bench, you know, coach who then becomes manager, does he carry the same weight? Or is, do you got to go out and find somebody else to kind of change that to that culture that they want?
3: Well,
1: first of all, I just want to address the rumors on Twitter that, no, I have not been contacted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did try to call Matt Arnold, and it said the number was not a working number. I'm not sure what happened there, but no, um, I don't know. I I, I think, you know, Murph, he's good. You know, he has experience. um, He knows what the culture is, and it would just be an easy fix for him to slide right in. Um, Who knows if he knew about what was going to happen and how early he knew about it, and Surely today he's going to be offered, you know, a bench coach for the Cubs and probably manager for the Brewers. Who knows? So he's going to have that chance, right? You ever see that movie The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin? That's what I feel yep. like he's going to have today. He's going to be the the mother of hanging over the cliff, but um I don't know. Uh if you go outside the organization to find somebody, you definitely want to bring someone in that is going to be able to navigate this this type of roster, right? And um, or do they go with a guy that's been around forever? Do they go with a new guy? I, I personally think Matt Erickson could do the job. Matt, he's been with the Brewers. He's been there a long time. He's managed in the lower levels. He's been with the big league club off and on. I think he'd be in a good fit as well. But um, I don't know. It's always a tough job. It's an exciting job in some regards to kind of put the organization on a trajectory of your choosing. And so, I don't know. Matt Arnold has some interesting choices coming.
0: What uh, what about the roster? I mean, if you have to look at some of the areas uh, that you want to upgrade, obviously they need more bats. I mean, uh, there's there, that's no secret here. And then they got to fix whatever arms – I mean, Brandon Woodruff going down and losing him out of the rotation is a big blow, and then they've got some things to fix. But how big of the job offseason-wise does Matt Arnold have for this team?
1: Uh, I think he probably needs a good starter and probably just needs a proven bat. Um, probably not a bat that goes in the outfield. I feel like they're stacked in the outfield. Um, go get a big bat that can – you know, uh, maybe play first, play third for sure, like something like that, where you can just get a guy that's, that's been around forever that just knows that he, you know, what kind of numbers he's going to put up offensively. Uh, but I mean, as far as you go around the infield, they got great defense. They got the catching. Um, yeah, they're poised to clearly make another run at this whole thing next season.
0: How good is that outfield in a lot of the young guys? I mean, we saw Garrett Mitchell provide a spark. We know Sal Frelick certainly did. Joey Weimer defensively is magnificent. He just he needs to really work on the swing, in my opinion, down in the minors. How good is that up and group of up and comers in the outfield?
1: Yeah, you didn't even say Jackson Chirio either. I yeah, mean, they just true.
0: Yeah. you could just you can
1: go around you can go around the board just just see what talents these guys have. Um, I think Sal Freelich was, um, was underrated a little bit in the outfield. His numbers were fantastic in what he was able to do. Um, and, of course, yeah, Weimer. Weimer, I mean, nobody expects any of these guys to come up and start batting 1,000. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everybody has room where they can improve. Uh, plus, what you saw what Jelich was able to do last year. Hopefully, he can build off of that going into next season. So, yeah, I think they have a whole nice crop, and I think it was a travesty just going to the infield that Bryce Turang didn't have a chance uh, at Gold Gloves because uh, clearly whoever makes those decisions didn't watch him play enough this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, the guy was absolutely fantastic, and his range is what's so amazing. I mean, there were times where even if he would have had an error, it's because he got to a ball that most players wouldn't even get to. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't understand who votes on that stuff. Like, how do they come up with that? The only thing I could think is that Bryce Strang uses a Wilson glove and Rawlings is the one that does the gold glove. So that that's the only thing I could come up with because, uh, I mean, just like you said, the range. I don't know why they didn't factor it in. or They have something, something they're measuring is just wrong uh, because clearly anybody that watched this guy play a series knows how many runs he kept off the board. Uh, by making it look super easy, and I promise you, it is not that easy.
0: So, bullpen wise, next year, give me your thoughts on how deep they are or not.
1: Ooh, uh, I think they'll be fine. I mean, they pump out relievers like it's nothing. They can take anybody and make them good, except for me. That didn't work out for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but nowadays, you know, they have all this stuff in place, and they're really good at getting relievers. And you know, I just talked about you know the minor leaguers being free agents. Listen, they have great scouting department. They know who's out there, who's available, uh, that's maybe been in the minor leagues that they know could be a big league reliever uh, given a good offseason. So that's what they're going to do. They have a, a, a formula where they just keep pumping out these guys. And honestly, a lot of the free agents that I've talked to over the years, probably the last like three or four years, some of these pitching guys, they want a fresh start, and they want it to be in Milwaukee because they've seen what they've been able to do. They bring a guy in. They run them through the gauntlet of tests or whatever they do, and they pump out the other side of guys with low going up uh, and their pitches being, you know, just improved upon, maybe adding a pitch. So these are the type of things, a guy, a place they want to land, um, these good guys in the minor leagues looking for a spot, they're going to have a chance uh, in Milwaukee for sure.
0: I, I I guess the next question I have for you, Tim, is, you know, for everything that seems so down right now, and, and, and look, you got Craig leaving. He's getting a bunch more money. Everything we're talking about now, I mean, like Mark Hanna gets traded. You've got guys coming up for arbitration. You've got uh, the talk of money, 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 and how they want controllable contracts for the least amount of money for guys that can produce. And like you said, they need to go get a big bat. Will they? I don't know. It's all talk about money. It seems like if I'm a Brewers fan, that my success is going to be tied to the purse strings. And it seems like there, you know, with Woodruff being down, council leaving, it's, it's not going to feel the same next year. So what am I hanging my hat on?
1: Um, I mean, I do mean, know if you got a hat rack, that helps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I will say, <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, I, I, this is an opportunity, right? Like, I, I think the Cubs, this is more about the Cubs, maybe than the Brewers. The Cubs were, are you know, threatened. Right, they they were like, we should have done better. We have to go through the Brewers to win the Central. We know that going into next year. So what do we do? We're going to take their manager. We're going to throw a bunch of money at him. We're going to take it, um, and then they're going to. That's that's just sparked you know a new kind of rivalry between these two clubs. So on the flip side of that, it's like, all right, if you you know punch counter punch. they need to come back and the Brewers need to put together um, a winning formula without Craig Council. And if, you know, there's a lot of pressure there, because if they don't, then it's like, wow, this guy was the reason the team was good. You know, if they can't do the exact same thing they did last year. So it's almost, you know, you can't be in this business without uh, being excited about different kinds of pressure. And so I think that's what the organization feels. They're like, all right, all right, here we go. You know, things have changed. But you know what? Our success is not. And we're going to do what we did uh, this past season and beyond. And that's the goal.
0: Do you, and, and I'm getting a little bit deeper here, but Craig left for obviously a bigger contract. He's got a much bigger payroll that he can use down there and what they can put on the field. Do you feel like he had just run his course here? Like, you know, they, they traded away Hater for money. They really didn't go out and get what they needed to help him get through the postseason. You know, Jesse Winker was a roll of the dice. I mean, it just do you feel like he said, you know what, I've taken this team as far as I can go. I just don't think I can do it here anymore.
1: No, I don't think so. You know, I I, I think um, I bet at some point, you know, he probably played it really close to the chest. As far as I know, nobody knew what his thoughts were going into the off season. Uh, but I think part of him was probably going to go, you know, what I'm going to test the market. I'm going to, you know, come back to the Brewers, you know, and finish. And then, you know, obviously other things arose <laughs> where that didn't happen. Um, right. But I think for him, he could have easily stayed and solidified his legacy in this organization but i you know what i get it as a manager um when you go to a place and you have success you want more toys right you want more trinkets you want to see what you can do in another market uh with more money and you know maybe more opportunity so i don't know is it going to pay off we'll wait and see but i guarantee you, people will be watching uh what goes on with the brewers cubs all season next year
0: are the are the brewers right now the way the division stands are they still the team to beat Uh, The Cubs? Brewers? No, the Brewers. Yeah.
1: Brewers? Yeah, I think so. Um, I I mean, you saw the Pirates. They, you know, they start off pretty hot early in the season last year or this past season and, you know, kind of fizzled out. The Reds had their moment um, and the Cubs had their moment late. And so you're starting to look around, but the Brewers just keep doing what they do. And they they are proving that consistent, good baseball is what gets you in the postseason. It's what sits at the end of the year it's like you got to play good ball every month uh to to be in the postseason it's good to get red hot but if you're not consistent all year long it's not going to hold any water at the end so uh that's the brewers they want a consistent formula they have it and i think they've leaned into that and it's just if i'm on another club and i'm in the central one of the things i want to do is how can we be more consistent like the brewers because that's what they've proven over these past however many years
0: what happened to the to the cardinals uh, because it seemed like they had everything ready to go, and it just completely collapsed
1: I mean I would say pitching like i mean i just you know I think the defense I think at times suffered they had a you know a couple of good bright spots, but um, there's a few gaping holes there uh you know the guys that had a hard time, a couple guys in the outfield maybe uh health you know they they relied a lot on uh, O'Neill in left field, and he was hurt a lot. But he's always been hurt, so it's hard to know. Um, but I don't know. I think it's starting pitching. Everything stems from starting pitching, and they just didn't have it. I played a, a spring in Mexico. I got fired from the team, but I played there for a little bit. And one of the things in Mexico with these summer teams is they, they don't care if they give up 16 runs as long as they score 17 runs. So in a way, I feel like the Cardinals were kind of accidentally built on that a little bit where it was like, well, we can score a bunch of runs, but we're giving up a bunch of runs. So, you know, not everybody's the Brewers. We get spoiled looking at these close one-run ballgames, you know, for six months. But a lot of teams, they can put up a ton of runs. But if they give up a bunch, it's not going to always pay off for them.
0: Always good to talk to you, Tim. I appreciate it. I appreciate it as the season rolls on or the offseason rolls on. We'll touch base again, okay? Yeah, awesome. Thanks. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go, Tim Dillard, and you can find him on Twitter at dim tillard. Dim Tillard, and uh, he is a former Brewers pitcher. He's part of the Pre and Post on valleys. And uh, man, oh man, it's uh, like he said. He was just kind of smiled and laughed. Like I just can't believe it. Can't believe it happened. And Craig Council gone. He's off to uh, Chicago. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Steel Tank Brewing on Land Lane in Oconomowoc, right behind the Exonia Bank off of Sixty Seven. Open Tuesday through Sunday. They have lunch and terrific food. Terrific food. If you're out in the Oconomowoc area, uh, man, they have got some really good, good dishes out there. Don't forget, I saw that they were painting all the uh, bar tops and lacquering them and all that kind of stuff uh, over the last 24 hours. That place is really, really close to being ready. The PA system is now in. They were working on that. Everything's just about ready to go. And all they got to do is open the doors. So steel tank brewing and look for that big music venue out back to be opening really, really soon. More of the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
4: Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or for upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Certain
2: restrictions apply.
0: Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. We go from uh, a terrific guest in uh, our buddy Tim Diller, Todd Rosiak now. Of the Journal Sentinel covers the Milwaukee Brewers as well, joining us on the hotline. And, Todd, thanks for taking a couple of minutes. I know the last 24 hours have been absolutely crazy. And uh, i got to ask you, did you see this coming?
5: Uh, probably the best way I can explain it is, is I was, Covering UWM basketball last night, it was a long day for me. Uh, somebody asked me on a scale of one to ten, how surprised are you? And I said eleven. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. think literally, literally everybody had to have been eleven yesterday. It's just no, but nobody saw that coming. And then, you know, council leaving. I think everybody was expecting the mess, but the Cubs. Uh, I mean, that that was just an absolute uh, shocker and a definition of the word shocker to me.
0: So you tell me why you think Craig decided to leave.
5: Oh, well, first of all, I, I he he was from what I understand very adamant about doubling if not more so his salary. Um obviously the, you know, enriching yourself is part of the equation, but he also felt a, a real need to um raise the bar for managerial salaries across baseball and in doing so going to the Cubs, uh, getting $8 million a year. He's, he's absolutely reset the market. Um, so the money, huge factor, I would assume that along with that money came assurances from the Ricketts family that, um, you know, they're going to open the purse strings and start spending on players again, which, um, you know, Craig Council obviously did a great job in Milwaukee with a limited payroll. I'm sure he's really excited to be able to uh, now manage a team that will have some of the financial resources that the Brewers don't have. Um, so I think that's part of it. And, and too, I, I, I'm sure in the in the grand scheme of things, when you've accomplished all that you, Craig Council has accomplished, and you can look at any coach in any sport who's reached the pinnacle of their profession, Um, You know, Ego gets involved a little bit, and I'm sure he looks at this as kind of the next challenge, managing, uh, you know, a traditional powerhouse franchise uh, in baseball in a huge media market. That that has to be attractive as well. So I think it's probably a combination of, of all those
0: things. Does this in any way, in your opinion, ignite what maybe fans have been screaming for is, look, you don't need to go out and spend $300 million, but can you pump up this this roster a little bit and actually find a legit bat, find a veteran that's been there, done that, quit talking about we're in the running or we're in the discussion and actually sign somebody, a ilk that can help this team? Do you think finally maybe this is like, hey, he left because he's going to get a little bit more help when it comes to the uh, actual roster size and such. Maybe the Brewers will start to open it up a little bit.
5: Mm, not necessarily. I mean, I know that's what fans want to hear is, "Oh yeah, now the Brewers are going to spend." I don't I don't see this changing the equation at all for them. Uh, they don't they don't have the resources to compete for those top-tier free agents. It's it's just a fact of the matter. Fans don't want to hear it, but that's that's the reality of the situation. Um, so they have to work within the constraints that, that they have, and they're going to have to continue to do what they've been doing, which is trying to be creative, taking, uh, you know, rolling the dice on guys, you know, guys like Josh Donaldson at the end of last season and hoping you can catch lightning in a bottle. Um, you know, you can point to – all the the prospects they've got they've got right now, either in the, at the major league level or in the pipeline coming up soon. The Jackson Cheerios of the world, Tyler Black's. There's a lot of young talent in the pipeline that's going to be here soon. Um, you know, is, is that equivalent to Pete Alonso? Of course not. But to continue to get the bites of the apple, like everybody hates hearing, that's the organizational philosophy, and that is going to be a combination of riding the young talent that you already have in the system and trying to be smart and judicious with the external additions that you make.
0: So who do you think is going to be on the short list of managers for the Brewers?
5: It's really, I mean, I've seen a million different names at this point, probably too early to say. I, I, my framework, my guess would be is it's going to be a first-year guy. Um, the Brewers have already announced that they have the majority of their coaching staff under contract already for next year. Uh, an established manager is not going to want to come into a situation like that, where he's saddled with the staff already in place. You're, You're going to want to bring in your own guys. So to me, that screams somebody that doesn't have any experience. Does that mean that the guy's not going to be a good manager? No, but there's going to be some growing pains for sure. If that is the case. So, Um, that's what I will say is my guess is it's going to be somebody who is going to be a manager for the first time.
0: Is Pat Murphy locked up, or does he get an opportunity to go with Craig and be a bench manager?
5: Uh, I've been told he's the only member of that coaching staff that is not under contract. So my guess would be that he will wind up in Chicago with Craig Council in some, uh, some form or fashion at some point.
0: Does he get a shot at being the manager, do you think?
5: In Milwaukee, no, I don't. I, 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 my guess is that he's already probably uh, did a kind of an informal interview internally. But I, I don't, in my personal opinion, and what I've been able to glean, uh, I, I don't think he's going to be a serious candidate to be the next manager.
0: If I'm the Brewers, sitting here as a fan, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of this in in different directions, but I'm thinking. The manager just left to make more money. There's all uh, nothing but talk about when Corbin Burns is ultimately going to get traded because they don't want to pay him. You got Woodruff that went down. They let Mark Canna go. You know all this stuff is about cutting payroll, cutting payroll, doing it on what we consider to be the cheap. If you're a fan mentality, what then do you have to hang? You, you have to hang your hat on. Well, I mean, we can't we, we we can't look at these
5: moves in a vacuum, though. I mean, you have to you have I, to wait to let the the postseason or the. The off-season play out. I mean, you know, they traded Mark. They traded Marcana. They got a prospect in return for him. That's eleven and a half million dollars that I'm guessing is going to be utilized elsewhere to address other needs. Um, the Corbin Burns thing. Who knows? I mean, there's 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 the. I think the very real possibility that they do still hang on to him, uh, extend him for this. Uh, extend him arbitration for one more year, tender him a contract, and, and keep him if they feel like they're in position to contend again, uh, no, that, that is obviously up in the air right now, as far as, you know, do they think they're going to be able to contend with a first year manager? If that's indeed what they go with, there's a lot of balls in the air right now, but you have to let the off season play out. Once they get a manager in place, let's see where the, where the other shoe drops, what they wind up doing. They obviously have huge holes at first base and third base. Um, you can always use more pitching, um, you know, they're, they have pieces that they can trade if need be in the minor league system. There's there's a lot that has to happen between now and then. So I understand the angst, I understand the frustration if you're a fan. But you know, this is this is not a team that's automatically going into rebuild mode and going to finish um, you know with a with a top 10 pick after uh, this coming season.
0: No, I agree with you, and I'm bringing it up as more of the fan reaction per the show than it is my reaction. I understand where they're at, and I understand the constraints of of finances of which they work. I I guess what I'm looking at is, you know, it's always been, hey, Craig, go make the best out of what you can, and then when they really needed one or two guys, uh, they've tried, but they've always tried to get that diamond in the rough for somebody that maybe passed their prime to catch lightning in a bottle, like you said, and it just hasn't happened. You're kind of waiting as a fan to say, give us that one big thing to kind of hang our hat on. I mean, they were talking about how they were in the Juan Soto deal and they, you know, money was not an object, but yet, you know, you get rid of Josh Hader because of money. You know, it just it, it's been somewhat contradictory and I think people are left right now going what's going on with my Milwaukee Brewers? You know what I mean?
5: No, I get again, I get it. I I have to deal with this stuff on Twitter 24/7. <laughs> and it really I I you do it as you do it for your job on the radio. I have to do it on social media. And through email and everything, I get it. I understand. But if you're a fan of the Milwaukee Brewers, the reality of the situation is it is what it is. You, you have an owner that has, you know, basically delineated how he's going to run the organization, and you have to you have to deal with the constraints that that he has laid out. Uh, would it be great to have an owner like Steve Cohen? Of course. Look at look at the flip side of the coin. Look at. Uh, What's going on with the San Diego Padres right now? Did mm-hmm. you see those reports? Yeah. All that money yeah. that they spent last year, oh, bring in this guy, bring in that guy. They're going to win the World Series. They didn't make the playoffs. They had to take out a $50 million loan to pay their right. payroll. Yeah. That's insane. Any right. any legit businessman is not going to do that, uh, and certainly Mark Adonazio is not going to do that. So you have to find a happy medium. um, you know, I'll say it a uh, hundred times already. I get it. I understand why fans are upset. Let's let the uh, let, let the next few months play out in the off season. See what this team looks like going into Christmas or coming out of Christmas, and then start making judgments there. We'll have a pretty good idea at that point as to whether they do feel like they're going to contend that for next year, or maybe this comes some sort of soft rebuild situation, bring in a new a, a new manager. Maybe they ultimately decide it's best to trade Corbin Burns, to trade Willie Adamas, uh, and then you know see what you get back. And, and then you, you try to build a young, talented nucleus that could start contending in, in two, three, four years down the line. We don't know, really? but that's, uh, that's part of the deal of being a fan, I guess. You just got to ride the waves.
0: Real quick before I let you go, last question is, you talk about the San Diego situation. We saw what happened in New York with the Mets. We saw the money that was spent down there in St. Louis as well on some of these guys that they had traded for. Some of these teams that have spent a ton of money, it has been a miserable failure. Do you think this begins to deter owners from these stupid, crazy contracts? I mean, other than Otani, from these stupid, crazy contracts that just aren't working out, and they'll never recoup that money for those particular players?
5: No, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I think what it'll do is that there, there'll be there always tends to be overcorrections one way or the other. You know, I think the Mets definitely will take a step back this year, uh, partially in, because David Stearns is is in charge now, and that's kind of a steady as she goes approach. But they also have a lot of young talent in place now from the trades that they made. Um, but then that, that, on the other, the flip side of the coin, you're going to get an owner like the guy in Philadelphia who. Um, you know, has said like my, you know, my my only concern is putting championship banners up on the wall, bringing trophies back here, and I'll spend whatever it takes. He's he's shown that. So, um, you know, I I think there's going to be overcorrections one way or the other year to year, but the the Mets and the Padres to me are just these huge cautionary tales. You point your fingers and go you know i can't even believe what happened so steve cohen certainly has the finances to soak those losses up and he happily does so the guy in uh, san diego i'm guessing he's really second guessing uh opening the checkbook <laughs> his that blew up in his face big time
0: right no doubt todd I appreciate a moment's notice coming on the program we certainly uh always appreciate your insight and we'll touch again uh, touch base again real soon okay
5: all right sounds good take care guys
0: Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Todd Rosiak joining us for a few minutes as well. Some great insight back-to-back. Tim Dillard, Todd Rosiak. Both Todd covers the, uh, the Brewers for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Tim Dillard works with Valley Sports, Pre and the Post. Everybody stunned, shocked, amazed just at the loss of Greg Council. This portion of the program brought to you by Lux Golf Bays down in uh, Franklin, Wisconsin. Look, the weather's not bad right now. And you may want to get down, get in one of those heated bays, get yourself a little grub on, get yourself a beverage, maybe watch a little tube, but uh, keep swinging. And that's what they offer down there at Lux Golf Bays in Franklin, Wisconsin. And don't forget, right there next to it, they've got the doghouse, the hot dog place. They've also got uh, the new pizzeria that they have across the street is Blend, the cocktail bar. So many things right there in that rock sports complex down in Franklin, Wisconsin. That's Lux Golf base L-U-X-E, luxgolfbays.com. That is Lux Golf Bays. .com. Good stuff down there, and just tell them we sent you. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill
3: Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: The all new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you gotta see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, Show me the money! to reveal up to 10 grand each Thursday. 800,000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play.
0: Pawtawami Hotel Casino. Our good friends down there reminding you they got a, a big New Year's Eve party coming up. They have got to the Rock and Brews, the Dream Dance Steakhouse, Rio, all of that. Whatever kind of food you're looking for, they got it. The 360 Bar is always a great place to just meet, chat, have a few drinks. They've got to the gaming, gaming tables, the slots. Bingo is back. Sportsbook, uh, the temporary one's open. Uh, The big new one that they're building is going to be opening right around the time of March Madness. And we look to be in over there doing some stuff. So really excited about everything they have to offer. Go to PaysBig.com to see. PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. That is Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. And uh, go see for yourself. Thanks to uh, Todd Rosiak and Tim Dillard and everybody for uh, joining us now. Uh, nobody wants to get into the fact that the, the Brewers, um, you know, that they need to spend a little bit more money, you know, nobody, eh, you know, what well, they're going to play. You, you didn't hear anything there from either that said, Hey, they, they're going to go out and get that guy or this guy. Just basically let it play out. So I, I guess if I'm a Brewers fan and I am. I'm sitting here today going, and I'm not down. I'm questioning things. I'm looking at things in a realistic light. I'm not down. I'm down that Craig Council left, and he's going to the Cubs. That's a gut punch. But I'm not down on the franchise. But I'm sitting back with my arms folded saying, show me something. Where are you right now, Grant, when you, you start to think about the Brewers and maybe moving, going into next year? Where are you at when it comes to the Brewers and the optimism or non optimism for next year, depending on where you sit? Uh, depressed.
2: Like, I'm not, I can't think about next year right now. I'm, I don't know. I, I still have not mentally wrapped my mind around what Craig Council did and what happened. But Bill, honestly, and I was just texting with Ben Kenny, who asked me kind of what the reaction has been like to this. And I, I said there's two Brewers that I, like, really like and look up to. It's not that I don't like – I like all the guys on the roster, but two guys that, that mean a lot to me on this team. And one was Craig Council, who just out of nowhere turned and went to the Cubs. And the other is Brandon Woodruff, who's kind of been here from day one for this window of contention, and he could mm-hmm. get non-tendered because his shoulder went out right before the postseason started. So I, I'm about as bummed and about as down and out on a team as you can be with the Brewers right now
0: yeah i'm uh i i'm I'm kind of there i am just sitting here wondering what they're going to do you know i do I think that all of a sudden mark Antanasio is gonna run out and spend you know three hundred million dollars no of course not two hundred million dollars no of course not one hundred and sixty maybe hundred and forty five hundred and fifty maybe but i i I think the outfield is set Your middle infield, I think, is set. But you have holes at third and first that have been glaring for a while. You obviously need to bolster your offense. And as Tim Dillard said, you need a starting pitcher and you need to bolster your bullpen. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven guys you got to get. I'm waiting to see if this team does it. Whether it's through trades, that you know, make people make this team better or they go out and act. And now I'm not going to say that they're in the, the Otani sweepstakes. They're not, they're not doing that, but is there going to be somebody available whether it's via trade or that's going to be on the open market that this team will go sign that can actually add legitimacy, a bat to this lineup. And also a position player other than just a DH guy, a position player to first or third or both. That's where I'm at. I don't know that it makes sense for them to do that anymore. I think
2: the time to do that would have been the last three years when you had uh, club control and financial control over Woodruff, Burns, Peralta. Now you're not starting over. The Brewers have said, you know, many different ways. They they, they don't rebuild. They're not tearing it down to the studs, but they're getting younger, right? They're going to bring more young guys up next year. I don't know that it makes sense for them. I, I think they missed their opportunity to go get a, a big corner infielder, or a third baseman, or a first baseman, a big bat. I, I don't know if it makes sense for them to actually do that this offseason. Do you think that if they did, this team is close? No. I mean, who's, who, who's their starting rotation next year? You know, eat, like, we think Corbin Burns is probably gone. Brandon Woodruff's not going to play. So it's Peralta and Well, like, like Todd said,
0: though, if they feel like they're close, they, they may not get rid of Burns. That's
2: true, I suppose. But even then, your rotation is worse this year than it was last year without Woodruff. Now you got Ashby back. So maybe he, I really like Aaron Ashby, so maybe he adds something. But um, maybe if Weimer and Terang take a big step in year two, and maybe if Churio's all that in year one, if he comes up later this year, I just, I, I don't know. Last year was the year they won 90 plus games. Last year was the year they had at least most of their stud arms. I, I, no, I don't think they're close this year. I don't think they will be.
0: Okay. Where are you on this Brewers team right now? And we got a lot coming up. We're going to talk with Mike Clemens coming up in the final hour of the program today. Mike will be back with us because Mike, uh, yesterday when the news broke, we had to push Mike off a day. So Mike will be back with us. But where are you for, for, you know, this time period right now? Where are you with this Brewers team? As it sits now, you know, the shock of the, the manager leaving, going to the Cubs, that's all worn off. Now you get back to baseball. Where are you on this Brewers team? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Want to get it from you next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the
3: Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
4: Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November. 30th set your free in home consultation today at pallawi.com
2: service version policy showroom retail offer 11302023 She dreams
4: in
0: you know that you might be th- you might be thinking about getting out of town at some point You're taking off going someplace warm, throwing that shovel to the side. Could happen. It could happen. And if you're thinking about it, you're going, "Ah, maybe I can't afford it or maybe I got to do something where I can just pay it off." And that would be our friends from Cruise Planners. Kirk and the gang can help you out. Call them 262-344-0697, 262-344-0697. And they have got to the warm weather trips, they've got international trips, they can do stuff right here in the states, they can hook you up Say you, say you want to go to the Super Bowl and you want to do the ultimate Vegas experience. You can do that. They can help you out with that. Now, I don't think they can get you tickets, but uh, they, I'm sure they know people who could. But uh, they got all kinds of good stuff. And if you're looking to go to an all-inclusive, if you're looking to take a cruise, it, whatever, uh, they've got something for everybody, especially as the cold weather starts to, to seep in. And maybe you're one of those people that love to get away in the summertime and go to Alaska. Me, I've seen enough cold weather, I don't want to go to Alaska. But some may. Who knows? That's Cruise Planners Land and Cruise Vacations. Uh, call Kirk anywhere in the continental US 262-344-0697 262-344-0697 262 697 and uh, they've they've got something for everybody. They really really do really good people over there. That's uh Kirk and the gang at uh Cruise Planners Land and Cruise Vacations. So give me your thoughts on the brewers just in general 877-867-1670 let's go to tom listening to us in brookfield tom welcome to the program
1: thanks for taking my call i just wanted i'm going back a little bit to your previous conversation but my take is this is a big market versus
0: oh i think we lost him i think the big big
2: market shut him down i think that's what yeah. it sounded like we got uh we got tony and sussex we can take though
0: Let's go to Tony. Tony, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hi, Bill.
3: Um, You know, over the past few years, we've had one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. And to me, the problem with this team was they just couldn't hit the ball. So, I mean, Council—if that's what he—if if Kurt Council is saying, you know, part of it or most of it was he just didn't feel he could win here—is it because um, he couldn't get, you know, batters that could hit the ball? maybe they got to look at their, had to look at their scouting department better i don't know mm-hmm. i'm not buying all of that um i think he could have won here if they would have if they all you got to do is hit the ball i mean I, right. I mean you know i mean that's what they're paid to do and some of the batting averages were pathetic the team batting average was pathetic right. though the pitching staff kept them you know in it the whole time so i'm not buying any of that he could have won here and um You know, like I say, maybe something did happen with the front office, you know, when, you know, when they made some moves that weren't popular with him and, but I'm not buying that they couldn't win here. Not with the team they had if, if, well, maybe not with some of those players, because, you know, like I,
0: I got to think our system sucks. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's on our end. Holy smokes. Yeah. I got to think our system sucks. Something, uh, something's wrong innately wrong where uh, either that or we've just got somebody on the other line just like i don't want to hear it and hang up <laughs> I, but i don't know I, i'm i'm cutting right. them
2: off oh this take sucks i'm just gonna drop them yeah. mid-call something's all, happening. Uh, i'll text our engineer i think something's
0: yeah. Up, yeah trevor if you're in the basement come on up take a look see what's happening uh i gotta think it's our system so uh, do we have, let's do this? Uh, let's try Ed. Is this uh you want to go to Ed and Madison? Let's try Ed and Madison. We Ed, do, how you doing today? Yeah, talk
2: fast, Ed. Before before it drops Ed, it off.
0: Ed, and we got uh, a minute. Go. Okay. Okay. Um, I would love them to do something like you were saying. Fold your arms
3: and wait. I want Pete Alonzo. I think that would be a nice addition. I think it would be a nice uh way to show the fans. And um, you know, if if he's really into winning and he puts Winker in the lineup during the playoffs, Um, that's not showing that you're really in the win, and you're not built for October.
0: Um, So that's my take, and uh, I'll let you go so I don't get uh, disconnected. All right, buddy, appreciate it. Um, These – these – the move to put Jesse Winker – in the in in the postseason, I understand the thought or the hope, but I, it it to me was not not a smart move. He, he didn't hit all season long. I didn't know what suddenly made people believe or made Craig Council believe that he was going to be a hitter come the postseason. I get the uh, the whole. Um, what was it the you know the the pinch hitting appearances and such and that was you know going to you know possibly work out because he was so much better as a pinch hitter than he was as an everyday player okay whatever but just didn't think that was was going to happen and you know and then it didn't and obviously it's it's easy to second guess and we kind of put palm to forehead when we saw that Jesse Winker was even going to be on uh, on the team to begin with on the postseason roster so I, I get it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We got top of the hour right around the corner. We're going to come back. Uh, I got it. We, we can take some more phone calls, but I also want to get into midseason uh, as we sit here for the Green Bay Packers. We've got Mike Clements coming up the last hour of the show today. So, uh, I, I, and we'll, we'll continue this into tomorrow as well because we're just loaded today. A lot of opinion, a lot of reaction on this. Brewers lose their manager. Now, where do you stand on the Brewers? Whether it's optimism, you're going to sit back and wait or you're just pissed you're giving up hope i mean i where where are you at right now when it comes to the brewers stay tuned we got a lot more of the bill michael show coming up right after this